Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. We've got baseball across the pond. We've got 2,000 hits for Frederick, a reverse sweep week, no sweeps, and a new Talking Baseball fan that Jimmy created through his wife, Katie. Congrats, baby Claire. This is your app from your godfather, Jake. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball, presented to you by SeatGeek. Make sure you download the SeatGeek app. Use code TALKING, you'll get $20 off your first purchase. Code TALKING, download the app. It's so easy to use, I can use it. Go watch baseball games all over the world, I guess. That's the whole thing now. Uh, SeatGeek, thank you. We love them. Trevor Plouffe, I love you. Uh, I love James. Uh, I love love. I love babies. And it was a big babies in baseball weekend here at John Boy Media. How are you doing? Shout out James and Katie. And just another one of his sons that I'm going to conspire with to fire you eventually. Uh, it's a daughter. I guess it's a girl. It's a daughter. It's a so no, I meant to say children. Yes. But very happy. I talked to, to, to Jimmy about it over the weekend because girls are the best. Girl and, dad. Uh, girl dad, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Uh, I had a weird weekend, man. Uh, I did a lot of work. So if you could see right now, like I feel like I'm like look stressed. I'm going to try not to like bring that into this episode. I even I even talked crap about Mickey Mantle yesterday. Treff. That's that's where you know I was at on baseball today. I'm sure. I think I came after Mad Dog and Mickey Mantle. So like today, I feel like the internet's just not gonna like me, and I gotta deal with it. I said what I said. Man, I've heard a lot. I haven't seen people going at Mickey Mantle since the age of the internet. <laughs> That's tough. <laughs> it wasn't like super pointed because I do appreciate yeah. Mickey Mantle and what he did for the sport. Uh, <laughs> nice, like Ellie De La Cruz and like Joey Votto had mentioned it, and I put two and two together. Then today I was like I got like all sorts of stuff on baseball reference going on. Um Jack Glasscock, Egyptian Healy. Like I think I'll probably talk about them a little bit later in the episode, but my oh my man. I'm kind of all over the place if you haven't gathered you, that you got a little crazy look in your eye. I love it. Like you you've kind of got that that Sunday night intensity fight or flight that I don't know. I I'm 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 excited for this afternoon for you because you already recorded baseball today that I don't know. I think back Olivia's mad at me too. Oh, okay. See, I didn't, I didn't know that part. I don't like that for you. Um, well, but I like how that ends. Cole Tucker's here. Yeah. In LA. Yeah. A couple off days before he has to head back to Albuquerque or head down to Albuquerque and I might hang out with them. We'll see. Love that for both of you. I, uh, Trev, I'm excited to talk this weekend's baseball with you. I'm excited to talk life, you know. I mean, a, a new baby in the world makes makes us think about things bigger than baseball. Um, and uh, it's going to be a funky week uh, because I am heading to NASCAR Chicago this upcoming weekend with some John Boy Media people. Uh, Joe's McFly will be oh, going. God. Uh, yes, uh, the talking giants fellas will be there. Old man Dan Canobio. Uh, that How does he get to go to everything? Dan finds a, a way. Boxing guy, yeah. Boxing guy finds a way. 
uh, Yankees guy, warehouse guy, that we are going Chicago's first NASCAR street race. It's like through the yeah. streets of Chicago. Where I think we're gonna I'm into tr- that. I think we're trying to go to a Cubbies game while we're out there as Ian Happ recovers from jet lags in a two-homer day. Whoops. Yeah. Um, it's a one-of-a-kind event. If you're in the area, come through, say hi to us. If you're not, July 2nd, 5.30 p.m. Eastern time, check it out. Uh, you know, racing's kind of, racing's on the up and up right now. Uh, and this NASCAR street race through, the sh- through Chicago should be a fun one. We'll be there. We're going to be having a lot of fun. Come have fun with us, whether in person or there. So, yeah, pretty big uh, pretty big week, Trev. You have your hand raised. Can you nut tap Jeter real quick? Just give him one. Do we want to do this now? Because I know you and you saw <laughs> no. Jeets on the screen, and now you're kind of – that opened some old wounds. I like Derek. You know I like Derek. He was always very nice to me. I just, I just noticed that you could – Give him a tap whenever you wanted to. Let's talk some American. Let's talk. (laughs) (laughs) He's, uh, I mean, best looking guy on that set. Ah, maybe Burkhart at this point. Uh, I got to be honest. Yeah. Uh, If you're just. (laughs) Oh, man, now you got me going. No, don't. Like, if you're just walking down the street right there and all those four guys were. Yeah. approaching you i think the best looking guy's a rod just like really yeah and he's not like some prize like without <laughs> the A-Rod's money still in very good shape too like yeah like speaking. you know a lot of their attractiveness is status and ability and wealth like straight looks so it's not like- so not knowing that they're not knowing who they were baseball-wise, not knowing who they are financially. You got those four lined up. You think A-Rod's the 1-1? The I think so. I mean, look, you put Cole Tucker next to any of those guys, right. and they just diminish very quickly. But imagine Max Kepler walking next to them. Oh, my uh-huh. God. That's tough because I, I do know the baseball version of those guys that I I don't know. Let's talk some American League baseball. Um because it is Monday. And Trev, we'll start out with the best team in baseball, your Tampa Bay Rays. But they split four with the Kansas City Royals. How do you like that? The Royals take the first game. Uh, McClanahan has to leave due to injury. We don't like that. A couple good games from some of the Royals' kids. Uh, Rays blow him out on game two because it's a Led Zeflin day. They just don't lose when he's pitching at home. But the Royals, they win the third game as well. Your boy Freddie Fermin, big Drew Waiters episode. Braves fans have been wanting to talk about him for about five years. Uh, Rays, they end up salvaging the set. Your guy Glass now, Chris Rose rotation, hotel room. Glass now and Chris Rose, he punches 12 tickets. Jose Siri does not care. Uh, homers and scores on a wild pitch. But the Rays split and they... Uh, for everything they have done this year, they haven't killed the A's and the Rays, or the A's and the Royals, which uh, isn't that baseball Susan a little bit. Yankees, they host the Texas Rangers, and they take two out of three. Uh, Yankees offense has been sputtering, but they win behind a shutout. Severino in the bullpen in game two, and then Evaldi Cole on Sunday. Fire me up. 
Cole didn't really have his A game, but Harrison Bader, who's back for the Yanks. Big ball in the gap, eighth inning comeback. Yankees take two out of three from a really good Texas Rangers team. Jonah Heim, he wants that all JM love, man. That dude is a problem, as is Adolis, as he helped them win in extras that first game. Orioles take two out of three from the Seattle Mariners. Mariners run him out of the building in game one. Our guy Gibby gets the work. Teoscar, Eugenio, Tom Murphy behind the dish. But these Orioles, Anthony Santander with homers in the next two games. Dean Kremer with a big start. And Kyle was being bradish as they win the final two games, uh, including extra innings in that middle game. Battle of the Sox, Chicago be there. Boston, White Sox take two out of three. Bayo drops it on him in that first game. Some sloppy defense by the White Sox gives the Red Sox the dub. But the White Sox, Lou Bob doesn't like that. Sorry. Might hear more about him later because all he's doing is hitting for extra bases. Andrew Vanius, Monty Grandel, Jake Berger, four homers in that middle game. The White Sox They win a series over Boston Sox, kid. I don't know about all that. Blue Jays take two out of three from the Athletics. Okay, it's kind of the mixed emotions when you're playing the Athletics. A's won the first game. Uh, Langeliers, J.J. Blade, they got out to a lead. They do enough to hold on. Toronto comes back the next two days, and they put up big boy numbers. Kevin Biggio. Haven't talked about him a lot, huh? Um, and Vladito, he has a big three RBI day. George Springer, second place all time in leadoff homers. He gets one of those uh, as the Jays kind of take care of their business, but also don't at the same time. Always tricky with the A's. Your twins, Trev, you were locked on this series pre and post game. They win the bread games of this sandwich matchup. Uh, Maeda shuts him out. Max Kepler. You've been on a big Kepler kick lately. He homers in that first game. Willie Castro. Feels like he's always hitting, but I I don't know, Trev. I I ask you my twins questions. Royce Lewis, extra innings. They get it done. Buxton struggles with those Tigres, huh? How about Reese Olsen? Spin rate king. Sure, Tigers fans, let me know more about him as we let you know more about what happened in the American League, because that's it. You the best, Poppy. I don't know why the Kyle being Braddish thing got me. I'm not... It's a really dumb joke, but it's kind of good. It's kind of good. Well, I was like, what? what's inside the joke? I was trying to, like, take it apart to see if there was actually a joke there, and there isn't, and I think that's why it was funny. Yeah, it's just, you know, our society gets really hung up when people have two first names, that Braddish isn't a first name, but... You know, I put a little hyphen in there. Rays, hyphen this, 150-run positive run differential gives them a 54-27 and 27 record. They're four and a half up on Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore is five games up on the Yankees, nine and a half back of the Rays. Wow. Toronto's a half game back of them. Boston, 40-39, and 39, bringing up. The rear, the Minnesota Twins are in first place, a game above 500. Cleveland Guardians are two games back of them. Detroit and Chicago are wrestling down there. And Kansas City, 
Texas Rangers are 47 and 30. Houston Astros, five and a half back of them uh, with the Angels right on their bums. Uh, Seattle, two games under 500. Mariners. Uh, Oakland is 20 and 60. That's, that's tough to see, but I am excited. They host my New York Yankees this week. Cron Pod, Trev, American League East. Uh, Ray. Rays split with the Royals. Dalton put it on our sheet as Kansas City Royals versus Tampa Bay Royals, which that's really... Just saw that, yeah. That is really making me do some mental gymnastics. Uh, we split four games here, and yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess I was laughing to myself as the guy that kept reminding people like, hey, you know, that the first month of the Rays baseball, they did play an easy schedule. They are now four and four against the Athletics and the Royals, which have been everyone else's punching bag, that, uh, you know, Jose Siri rule, I don't think the Rays or Jose Siri care. Uh, but I don't know. One of the more surprising results uh, from this weekend's baseball games. I mean, we always talk about how hard it is to win a four-game set. It's, it's very difficult. I got to be honest with the people. I think this American League, the games and the series were just, like, super... I don't want to say that word that everyone's thinking. We don't need to go over a lot of these series. I mean, in this one in particular, we have the Wander Franco situation. Right. He sits out the first two games, hits a homer in his first game back. <laughs> yeah. Like, probably should have had me in there, coach. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the McClanahan news uh, is that they pushed his start back, I think, to Friday this week. That's what I read. Uh, they're hoping that they have avoided anything major. They said it was precautionary, so that's good news for the Rays. But, yeah, I mean, you're going to – it's it's difficult to to win a four-game set, to take three or four for zone, even if it is the Royals. Uh, the fact that they have played, you know, 500 ball against the Rays – excuse me, against the Royals and the A's, I guess sometimes that happens. You just chalk it up to baseball, playing down to the level of competition. I don't know, man. Uh, this series didn't do too much for me. Glass now had, like, an incredible start but only goes five innings because he strikes out too many people. He struck out 12 in five innings. When you really think about that, man, mm. he struck out the side three different innings. It's 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 very impressive. 12 people in five innings. That means only three people got out other than a strikeout. Put that in your pipe. When Glasnow's right, it's uh, it's special to watch, man. I, I, I truly enjoy him. Uh, on and off the field, and again, him and Chris Rose in a hotel room. Rose rotation. That's going. Yeah, it's out right now. Check yeah. that out. Snaps for Jordan Isles. They finally got a win. Yeah, love that for him. And dude, how um, about uh Austin Cox for the Royals? Uh, kid, it didn't give up a hit to his first thirty nine batters. Uh, yum. Like what? So hey, Royals. I I know it hasn't been the heaviest Royal season. Matt Quattraro, re- Redemption Series. Does he know the secret to beating the Rays? That's yeah, sit Wander Franco. <laughs> have, have them bench it, their best player. Do you player? think he like, yeah, he like told on Wander. He's like, Cash, did you hear what Wander was doing? You should bench him for two days. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the only th- other thing I have from here, Trev, Zach Grinke, 530th career start, uh, 35th place all time, uh, tied with Eddie Plank, Hall of Famer. Uh, that guy's twirled the pill a lot, so sure. Yeah, okay, okay. I'm into it. 
Royals were on the lookout for who you're going to trade in your bullpen. Chapman. Uh, Yankees Rangers. Trev, I locked into this. Uh, my guy John Boy popped out a baby, sat out talking Yanks, did it with Joe's and BBD. Um, yeah, I mean, classic Yankees panic mode where, you know, Friday night, new series, good ball team in town. Uh, Yanks have a little bit of a sloppy defense when your offense isn't performing and that's happening. It's crazy frustrating. Uh, first pitch in extras, uh, Adolis Garcia goes yard job. That you're like, okay, this could be a long weekend. Texas Rangers, I bet Seager's going to find the porch a couple times. I'm sure Jonah Heim will. He did, and it was impressive. Luis Severino has a bounce-back start, which circle that. Uh, if the Yanks get in, get more involved in this season, I, I would like if he's a part of it. And then, yeah, the, the final game of the series, Yanks are down 3-0. Uh, uh, they put together a little... Little bit of a rally, and then eighth inning, Bader with the ball in the gap. That hey, they just had a nice homestand. They win four out of six games, Seattle and Texas. A lot of talk around Judge as they guess just got another bad update about that. It's it's looking longer and longer till we'll see that guy. That keep it above sea level as long as you can. Rizzo showed some life, so that I I don't know. You know we I've been tough on the Yankees this year, and. You know, a lot of the guys that, if the Yankees were going to be successful this year, DJ Rizzo, Stanton, they haven't been pulling their weight for a little bit, and they're going to have to if the Yankees are going to survive without Judge. We talked about this on Baseball Today yesterday. Uh, Chris Rose asked me, like, should Yankees fans be worried about their hold onto a playoff spot without Judge? And I think the answer is obviously yes. I mean, the the way they performed without him is – has been pretty tough. And you mentioned the guys that need to get it going, LeMayhew and Stanton. And I don't know what's going to happen with Donaldson there. That seems like a very strange situation. Yes. Um. So like those guys have to step up. Bader, obviously doing that for them. That's a nice sign of life. You guys have like a real outfielder putting in work out there. That's something different for the Yankees yeah. as of late. And to go four and six against those two teams. I mean, look, Seattle's kind of been middling, but they're still a really good baseball team. And then Texas, we know what they've been able to do this year. So, I mean, maybe the Yankees will rally around this judgeless effort. Yeah. Probably not. You kind of hope that's the case, right? Like, look, when someone goes down, when your top dog goes down, like there is a little bit of extra motivation for the guys. Like, hey, like I can be the top dog. You ever think like that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yes, and there's it guys. hasn't happened yet, but like that's the that's the vibe that you have to have. And Trev, these there's guys who have been top dogs, like Anthony Rizzo is the king of Chicago. MVPs. Stanton's MVP, like Hall of Famer, five hundred home MVP. run range. Well, Donaldson, that's a slightly different thing. As him of and now. Boone, the talk like people made such a big deal out of that. Who cares? Like, yeah, you know what? He hasn't been performing. He probably went in there. If you know Josh Donaldson at all, like he's got stuff to say, like pretty much all the time. Yes. So let him go have a closed door meeting. Sorry to the reporters that had to wait a little bit longer for Boone. And that's really the only reason that they made such a big deal out of it. If it happened at any other part of the day, they wouldn't even have known. But because the scrum (laughs) was a little bit late, they're like, oh shit. Yeah. You know, this closed door meeting. It's like, dude, like stuff like this happens, guys. And yet, has he been performing? No. 
Are Yankees fans calling for his head? Yes, but like, I don't know. Trev, A, uh, go check out Talking Yanks Twitter right now because I forgot uh, there's a Mariano Rivera's having a charity golf event and Joe's is in a full golf, that. golf outfit, which that is a sight to see. It's really good. Um, and yeah, I... The Donaldson stuff's weird. I, I don't know where it ends. I, I had the same reaction, Trev, because I was traveling back wedding in Nashville this weekend that all the all of our Yankee boys were like, oh, we thought Donaldson was getting DFA'd. And I was like, oh, I don't I don't know. I, I got off the plane and didn't, I don't know. I didn't even realize he, Boone was late for his presser. Um, Yankees' bullpen deserves a lot of love. They have been the best bullpen in baseball um, it's one of the things that is holding yeah. holding the team together, and it's one of the things that held them through this Texas Rangers lineup that top to bottom, man, when you see a Zeke, Leody Tavares and Zeke Duran at the bottom of that lineup, you're just like, holy smoke. So, um, I don't know. Hap- happy our Yankees survived because that's what they're going to need to do for, you know, maybe till August without Judge. Like, the, we'll see. It wasn't a good update over there. Um, Orioles-Mariners. Great series. Aesthetically pleasing to me. Yes. Um, yes. I, I like it. I like it. Actually, like, a lot of times I think back, like, this is a series that I would have loved in, like, 1998 or something like that. I don't know why my mind goes there. Whatever. Logan okay. Gilbert, great start. Seven innings pitched, one run or one hit, excuse me, two hits. Um, lights out. He retired 15 in a row at one point. Uh, Seattle's offense came to play that game. And then the second game, there was just like a bunch of homers, like a bunch of solo homers. By the way, I don't want to rub salt in any wounds for Yankees fans. No, but Aaron no, Hicks, no, no. What? Aaron Hicks just bawling out is hilarious. Oh, man. you mean Cedric Mullins coming off the IL and they're like, oh, well, he he's, he might not be ready for outfield yet, but we'll just yeah. DH him and we'll put Hicksy in center. Sure, he's been crushing sure. the ball. He has been absolutely crushing the ball. Um, a bunch of homers in that game. A bunch of homers in this series, dude. Yeah. I don't know if the ball was flying, if the teams are just locked in right now. Uh, but there was a couple balls hit, you know, onto was it Utah Street? Yeah, I'm so jealous of a. I'm just so mad that I'm not a lefty and I was wasn't able to do that. You get a gold baseball put on the street, yeah, because you cool. knocked one. Logan Morrison has one. You got that oppo juice. You could get no, out there. I don't. I, I want to know how many righties have been up there. I don't know if any have ever been up there. I'd be question. some research. Beavers, if you want to just Google it real quick, righties on Utah Street. I don't. I gotta imagine. If there is one freaking tip of the cap, because that's a that's a shot there. Couple fun uh, facts that I like from this series, Trev. Baltimore in the final game, twenty seventh comeback win, uh, yes. tied with Cincinnati for the most. I've been comparing those two teams a lot, so I really like that. Here's another. No righties have reached Utah Street. Here's here's another weird one. Not a weird one for you, but again, do put this in your pipe and smoke it. Orioles improved to an MLB best 20 and 9 in games following a loss. So like I I don't know what that means, but I I know, you know, if you're not going on losing streaks, that's pretty good and the Orioles have basically been the best team at preventing that. Um 
Julio with a robbery and then gets robbed the next day. Uh, that's fun. And Anthony Santander, our guy, just keeps hitting homers too. Didn't he? he I think he homered in every game this series. He's got like the most efficient left-handed swing. It's beautiful. Uh, it's like so repeatable. I don't know. Like, what's what's his contract status? I would guess he's a year and a half earliest free agent, twenty twenty-five. So what's that mean? So that's so he's what's he making in uh, arb right now? He's making seven point four. Okay. He could buy Good. dinner. Good for him. He could buy Good dinner. For him. The guy deserves it, man. Like he's turning it. He's turning himself. Like the overall career numbers are okay, but like he's tur- like this is a great season he's having right now. Eight thirty six OPS. Um, already fourteen homers on the year. Uh, he's just impressive to watch. I like watching him hit. He, you know, I get frustrated with myself because I'm like, we don't talk about this guy enough. Or this guy's underrated. He has a case. Uh, he is a switch. I feel like we talk about him though on this show quite a bit. His name's fun to say. Uh, yeah. So that's that's where I I guess he wouldn't win. But 33 homers last year. That it was a down offensive season last year. He was in. I think he was on like the top 10 home run hitters list. Yeah. Um, and again, he's he's a guy in this Orioles lineup. That uh, yeah yeah McKenna's walk off two run homer. You mentioned the balls might have been flying. I, McKenna not a power guy necessarily, and that ball just felt like it kept going. That I maybe summer in Baltimore. Uh, helped out a little bit on that one. I don't know. It's you know when I played back in my day. Yeah, here it we was go. a place. It was a place that you if you didn't hit a homer in Baltimore, you're yeah. pissed. But you know they moved the wall back in left field. The ball does uh, tend to carry there a little bit. Uh, how about another former Yankee outfielder, Mike Ford? Couple couple ding dongs right there. Hey, no outfield for Mike Ford. Just he you didn't play outfield. No, first in play? DH. First in DH. Okay, um, I just put him out in the outfield because of what he looks like. I don't know and what the Yankees <laughs> need the most. He, uh, Sorry, they put everyone in the outfield in New York. So I just figured he probably played outfield at some point. Mike Ford's funny man. He he is a guy that tries to hit home runs like a lot of players. Uh, he has eight hits this fine season, and six of them are home runs. So Boom. He's a, Shout out. Donaldson's got that exact right. <laughs> yeah. uh, Shout out to the st- Orioles starting pitching for being pretty dang good uh, over the last you know, month or yeah, so. Yeah, right? We, we, talk, we talk about that, and you know they need this upgrade, and they've been able to do it. And Jakey Lytics, man, like I say the same thing about the Reds. You just, if you bang the ball enough, you don't need starting pitching. So prevent some runs there. They just called up another prospect, the Orioles. Yeah. What's this guy's name? Yeah. That infielder. Um, That's so bad. We don't know, but Darren you know, Vavra? I don't care about pros. I don't, yeah. Taryn Barber, <laughs> you know, I don't care about prospects Yeah, until uh, they come Westberg. up and they look Jordan like West Ellie de la Cruz. Yeah. So where's he going to play? I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. I You know, Henderson was originally having troubles finding a spot in the line. I, good problem to have. Um, good problem to have. Shout out to the Orioles, man. Dude, Mariners. But they keep proving people wrong. Dude, they just keep going. We just talked about my Yankees. Like, hey, are they, you know, nervous about a playoff spot? Mariners are still under 500. Like, I don't. We're, we're now approaching kind of the stretch leading up to the All-Star game, which, reminder, we will be at. I think there's still a couple tickets available for our live event. Ploofy, BBD, Chris Rose, Kenobio snuck his way into another thing. Yeah. Jolly Olive. We're going to be doing some live content, so if you're out in Seattle, make sure you're coming through. But uh, 
Trav like? I don't. Mariners. Offensively, they haven't been great. Their fans ask me to pronounce them dead every year. That's not like a thing I do, guys. That oh, just do it at the year. All-Star game. That'll be beautiful. I might. I might. I might go and take a shovel, <laughs> dig a grave, and throw a Mariner's hat in there and see what happens. Get Maybe you a, a winning streak will sprout. <laughs> Get you a grim, <laughs> grim Reaper outfit. Hey, um, Orioles. Hey. 18 and 9. Well, let's start in March. 1 and 0 in March. Yeah. 18 and 9 in April, 16 and 12 in May, and 12 and 8 in June. They're good. White Sox, Red Sox. Trev, Battle of the Laundry. Uh, I have my standout coming from this series. Uh, yeah, we had pitchers, fun pitchers duel in game one, Bayo and Giolito. Uh, White Sox defense uh, does not help. Boston wins that game. Otherwise, we saw some good power. Uh, Robert and a few guys in that White Sox lineup. This is a bit of a mid-off, and I'm uh, I'm kind of good. Kind of. I do want to shout out Bea, who has been really, really good. And you know, how many times have we heard Red Sox fans tell us that he was going to be good? And I mean, you saw that the stuff has always been there, uh, but the ability to put it together, um, he's he's done it, man. The overall numbers are looking really nice right now. A three-two-seven. Uh, through 66 innings pitched, um, and he's young, bro. He's 24 years old. Yeah. Love that for them. It's Stop. nice to have young starters. We're going to talk a little bit more about young starters in the mm. league uh, coming up. But, yeah, this was a little bit of a mid-off for me, too. I, I get that. I probably shouldn't say it anymore. Now that I'm 37, don't think I can say that word anymore. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I mean, I can't say it. Um, yeah. 33, but I look 14. 33, that's all you are? Yeah, I know. 34 come October. Uh, J's and A's, you want anything there? Right? You know, you mentioned, so this is, I don't, uh, I feel like I'm going to be saying mean things about somebody right now. Okay. But this is stuff that I heard when I covered the Blue Jays Twins game. You know, Kevin Biggio, you said we used to hear about him. He came on our show. Right. Good player. Uh, but someone with the J said he unfairly got lumped in with Vladdy and Bichette because of the name. And like he never was like as big of a prospect or they didn't really expect him organizationally to produce the way they expected these other two to, to produce. And it's kind of, that's basically what has happened. I Although mean, he did mash a homer against Emilio Pagan to put them up right in front of my freaking face in Toronto. So I, that that's fair. Cause I mean, Vladito, like, you know, that, that's a, you know, that's a top, top prospect. Bichette, I, I guess I'd have to dig back through and see where that was. But Biggio, I mean, his first two seasons, you know, he was, he was an 800 OPS guy and he was an on base machine and a lefty and versatile that, that, you know, to to say, because we say that, you know, you're kind of a slapdick till you're not, although I know you don't like the term slapdick, but you got to prove yourself at the MLB level. So when you're proving yourself at the MLB level and you do have the last name Biggio, yeah, you're going to get lumped in, but that's because you played well. I This is just what I heard, bro. Right. Don't, like, I'm so- shoot the messenger <laughs> here. You just Sorry. brought that up, and you said, oh, we, we haven't heard Kevin Vigil's name in a while or whatever, so I just I wanted to throw that out there. Now, 
I'm not going to say who it was because that's mean. That's what I heard, man. Okay. I Look, I want this guy to be good. Kidding me? I want everyone to be good. My ideal world, Jake. Okay. Is that now everyone we're talking. plays to their best ability. Yeah. And everyone's healthy. That's what I want. I want everyone to be at their best. And if you don't want that, you're a loser. Oakland, after that seven-game win streak, they've lost uh, 10 out of 11. So, again, that's why, Jays fans, that's why we're not more excited. Because well, you're... They were on an eight-game losing streak until they won the first one. Yeah, yeah it's, it's tough. Hey, Barrios, I know we've talked about him, but it's... I'm I'm happy to see him back. He's... When he pitch... When his stuff is right, it's fun. He's like... Uh, he's He gets a little blitzbally out there. He's He's got Ooh, a little blitzball is a good word for Yeah. Him. I agree. I, we, we talked a little bit uh, in Toronto... And I forgot how rich he was. Yeah. But he kind of has that aura. Now. Oh, okay. Like, Good for I, him. Uh, yeah. Good for him because he is. Yeah. He's real rich He's rich, now. rich. Yeah. Uh, cool. Good for him. Trev, I'll let you close out with Tigers Twins. I was not as dialed in as I'd like to be on this series. So you tell me what you saw. <sighs> Twins offense still the problem here. Uh, Kenta Maeda was the story. He comes back and like looked really good. He goes five innings pitched. He gave no runs. Like his splitter was looking great. Slider was looking good. Um, there was a moment. So Rocco gets tossed from this game. Good. Assistant hitting coach gets tossed from this game. So my boy Jace Tingler, right? Who we still haven't had a conversation about. Like if he hates me for like all the things we said about him. Right. But also, like he, you know, he probably knows he deserves some of that. Uh, and now we're boys; we play cards together. I, I'm texting with him. Our relationship has has sprouted into something beautiful. Uh, so he's the he's the acting manager in this game, and Maeda's on the hill, gone four and two thirds. I think he might have just walked somebody or given up a base hit, and they come to take him out. And it's immediately Kenta goes, no, 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 yeah, no. no. And freaking to his credit, Jace Tingler kept him in. And he struck out uh, uh, McKinstry, I think, on a nasty splitter. Okay. I was going to, because that wasn't in our notes that I saw that he fought to stay in and he was crediting like learning English to be able to fight better. But I didn't see what happened to the batter. So he punched him. Punched him. That's Nasty awesome. splitter, Vasquez, big old fist bump. Uh, Pump, not fist bump. Those are two things, bump yeah. and a pump. Huh. You're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that that was great. Baby I mean, Claire. it was really cool to see that. And, you know, the Twins starting pitching has been, I mean, they've thrown the most innings in all of baseball. Like, their ERA is, like, second or third in all of baseball. Like, for all intents and purposes, they've been one of the better starting, the best starting pitching group in Major League Baseball. And that is not something you can typically say about Twins teams over the last decade. 20 years even like it's that hasn't been their calling card they're doing it um do we have to stop calling him baby james is he just like jim jr now oh wow why why'd you bring that up well baby claire weird. well you mentioned a uh a pump and a bump and that's kind of how oh, baby God, claire got born. that's what you thought about jimmy and katie having sex to produce I children say that well that's what you're talking about Anyways, um, Twins could have easily lost this series. So, you know, they win the first game. Detroit wins the second game. Um, 
I think it was three to two in the ninth or the eighth. I don't forget what it was. Anyways, ground ball to Nick Baton, Maton. He just zoots it, throws it away. Um, and on a Willie Castro ground out. So they tie the game and then they score a bunch of runs and extras to to get the victory. But they could have been easily lost this series, and we would have been talking like, dang, twins, come on. But now they're rolling in, they play Atlanta, <laughs> they get hot. all Atlanta's good starting pitching. It's gonna be interesting, man. Uh, but it's sunny this next series coming up is Sonny Gray versus Strider. Ooh. And then Joe Ryan versus Bryce Elder. So like a couple okay. of good pitching matchups coming in. I might flip and that's over. it. Royce Royce Lewis, you know, big dog. Like he's he's looking like a like the real deal, man. I'm happy for Shout you. Shout out Zach Short. Saw him a lot, talked a lot about him on the pre and post. He's having a pretty good year, man. Yeah, some real pop. Some real pop. Yeah. Uh what else has real pop? It's bird dogs. I've been telling mm. you guys, and it finally happened. I went Flying out to Nashville Friday, wearing my bird dogs, comfy as all heck in the airport, no belt needed, although they have the belt loops, like you mentioned, Trev, if you want to class up your bird dogs a little bit, you can. I was just bird dogging it through the airport, comfy all day, arrived Mm. in Nashville, had my party pants on already in bird dogs. They are comfortable, they make you look good. Slim through the leg. You know I need that a little bit. I got these damn thunder thighs. Bird dogs, they've got their anti-stink sweat technology. That helped the person Perfect next, for you. That helped the Perfect person you, next yeah. to me on the flight. Uh, go check out Bird Dogs. Uh, they're the shorts of the summer. And at birddogs.com slash talking, you will get a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. Birddogs.com slash talking free Yeti style tumbler. Keep your legs comfy. Keep your drinks comfy with bird dogs. Um, I'm all I'm about that life now. They got me. They got me. I, I wear my bird dog shorts all the time to work out. And people be looking. I wore a tank top to the gym the other day and look out. Yeah. I'm not exactly in the best shape right now. But like I'm getting there. I mean, we got Not a in bad shape. We've we've got a new thank you. We've got a new get in shape date. Uh, early December. Well, we better be. <laughs> we better be by that time. Yeah, you're right. National League. <laughs> Trev, a series and a team that you are excited to talk about: the Miami Marlins. They take three out of four from the Pittsburgh Pirates in the pivotal game in this series. How about birdie, 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 rocking everywhere? John Birdie, walk off in extras. Luis Arise turns on one. He goes tank job. Yuri Perez, Braxton Garrett. My goodness, man. These, these are the pitchers that coming into the season, we didn't know how involved they would be. And they drop it on the table again, man. Uh, the game, they lose. Pirate starter Luis Ortiz could have could have been the standout. Eight innings, one earned run. Uh, but otherwise, man, in that final game, De La Cruz and y- Yuli Gurriel gives an effort. Uh, Garrett Cooper fist pumping around the bases. I don't know, man. The Marlins keep winning a lot of baseball games. 
Trevor Plouffe's last team from last year that could have won the World Series. Showing a little more promise in this season. Pirates sliding out of this season. Braves and Reds might have played the highest level baseball this weekend. A crazy 11-10 game to start it off. Ellie De La Cruz cycle. He's breaking records. Joey Votto to Homer Day at the office. And the Braves went punch for punch with them. And they showed that in the next two games. Bad series to be a pitcher. 7-6, 7-6. Braves get the nod in both of them. Matt Olson dating my daughter. Maybe pumping and bumping at this point. Austin Riley hasn't fully been at the party this year. He has a big game. Dude, these Reds kids, Spencer Steer, Matt McClain, but it's not enough for the names you know. Ozzy Albies, Ozuna, Acuna. Braves win two. Two playoff-level offensive high-end baseball games. Uh, Rysel Iglesias with the big double play to end it. Braves take two out of three from the Cincinnati Reds. Another playoff baseball series? The Giants. They host my Serpientes for three. And the Giants, they take two out of three. Right now, they don't lose Logan Webb starts. But that was mostly offensive-driven. Patrick Bailey is breaking Giants' Rookie records, driving in runs. What's that about? Luis Matos is one of the youngest players to ever homer for the Giants. What's that about? Jock Peterson says he's fast. He is not. And the replay showed that as well. My Snake salvaged the series at the end there. Alec Thomas and Cattell Marte, along with Ryan Nelson, with a big game in that one. Giants, they continue to roll. The Phillies take two out of three from the Mets, and it all comes crashing down in the final game of the series. The Mets have the lead, and oh my God, hit by pitches. Just one of the ugliest innings of baseball you'll see this year. Mets fans leaving mid-inning. Buck gets ejected, because why not at this point? Mets have not won a series since they completed a three-game sweep of these Phillies on June 1st. It's June 26th. Uh, Trey Turner, hardest hit ball in a while. Is he going to get going? You might. You might even hear more about him later. Nats take two out of three from the Padres. San Diego, man. They blow him out in the first game. Joe Musgrove, uh, all your guys homer. Soto, Kim, Lane Thomas and the fellas get it done. Josiah Gray and Mackenzie Gore. That sounds like some future natitude. And it's going to be the present as they take two out of three from San Diego. Are they ever going to figure it out? Oh, we also played a double dip in London. Uh, Trev's Jeter, Poppy, and Rod were out there covering it. Ian Happ, two homer day at the office. Justin Steele with the big start. Uh, St. Louis, they end up rolling in the other game. A bad play by Trey Mancini that ends up ruining Stroman's day, and then he leaves with an injury. Uh, They split two over in London, and that's what happened in the National League. Whew. 
job, Poppy. Heart rate elevated. Braves are atop the NL East with those Miami Marlins, 45 and 34. 11 games over 500, negative run differential. Phillies are 40 and 37. Mets are 35 and 42. My goodness. Cincinnati remains atop the Central with the Brew Crew a half game back. The Cubbies, 37 and 39. They've put together a nice stretch of ball. Pirates are 35 and 42. They've put together a bad stretch of ball. St. Louis, 11 games back of the wild card, eight and a half back of first place. Snakes remain atop the West by two and a half games to the San Francisco Giants. Hello. Dodgers a half game back. Padres nine and a half back. Rockies. Uh, Trevor, big weekend. Baseball in London. How you feeling? I didn't watch any of the London series. I mean, I tuned in like a little bit. I don't know why I didn't grab my attention at all. I liked watching the stadium being built. I thought that was cool. Yeah. You see that that. video? Yep. You know, Uh, other than that, I don't know. Maybe it was the teams involved. I just, my boy Jay Flair wasn't on the hill. I just didn't really get into the games. Uh, But aren't we starting Cron Pod? So this is definitely a series I want to talk about, the Marlins and the Pirates. Yeah, you're hot on this, Big Daddy. Keep rolling. I am because, look, this is, I don't know if it's been Larissa Rise or what it is. Like, he's obviously provided a massive spark for this team. Yuri Perez doing what Yuri Perez has done has been incredible. But this Marlins team just, like, keeps finding ways to win games. You mentioned the negative run differential. So I went, I just, I don't know. I was into this series. Uh, number one, Pirates, uh, Henry Davis. You know, like, I think he was the first overall pick uh, by the Pirates. Catching yeah. prospect. I think he's playing a little bit outfield now. Uh, he goes yard for the first time. Like this guy's swing. I feel like if you were a big league ball player, oh. like it almost kind of like you guys are pretty similar. Interesting. What has he got? He's got to be listed at 5'11. That's what I'm guessing. I haven't looked it up. I, I have the number. I saw his first hit and I said, I like his swing. So that's, it's funny that, you know, you've seen my talents and his talents. Oh, he's six flat. So yes, 5'11. Maybe 5'11 and some change. 5'11 uh, with, big, shoes, with shoes Thick on. boy. And yeah. spikes. Yeah. Uh, hits his first homer in this series. Steals his first base in this series. So shout out Henry Davis. Uh, game one, our guy Coop, Garrett Cooper. He hits the three-run homer in the eighth to go ahead. So Marlins are trailing. Somebody steps up, puts them ahead. They do their thing. Uh, game two. Marlins are winning one nothing because that's what they do, bro. Yeah. Connor Joe ties the game up in the ninth, and then Santana adds on, uh, and then another guy, um, Marcano, not in my book. He pinch hits the lefty, makes a Duke three, three run. Both uh, starters did really well in that game. That's the game that the Pirates won. That was uh, Luis Ortiz had a really good start there, too. He's kind of had a pretty good year. He's got nasty stuff. He ma- matched up against uh, Lazardo there. And then after that, it was it was uh, the Marlins doing their thing. I mean, look at these game scores, man. This is like Marlins ball. 6-4-3-1-4-3-2. We know the Marlins record in one-run games. Uh, what is it? 19-5. and five. 
in one run games. That's how you win a bunch of games with a weird run differential. That's what you do. Um, then again, in the ninth, Jason Delay also not in my book yeah. for the Pirates. He ties in the ninth. Then Key Bryan makes it three two, and then uh, you know they tie the game back up in the uh, ninth, the tenth, and then Birdie walks it off for the Marlins in the eleventh. So like this is like Marlins brand of baseball. Like keep the game close. Like some timely hitting. Your pitcher's got to go. That one, um, another nice uh, start by Hoeing, and then Beto, who's kind of also nasty for the Pirates. And he goes five and two thirds with two earned runs. And then uh, the last game was the Yuri Perez game in the Oviedo game. Uh, they both were lights out. Seventies pitch for Oviedo, one earned run. Sixteens pitch for Yuri Perez, uh, zero earned runs. Uh, they win that one two to nothing. But Yuri Perez is doing stuff that like, I mean, Skip Schumacher is the manager there. He talks about facing Clayton Kershaw when Clayton Kershaw was just coming up. We know the kind of, you know how we feel about Clayton Kershaw. But he's like, I don't remember Kershaw going through a stretch like Yuri's doing right now at 20 years old, dude. And he had some funny quotes after the game. He's like, I don't really look at numbers. He's like, I know I'm doing well. He's like, I'm just trying to have fun with the boys. And it's such like a young kid thing to say. Like, he, this guy's like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just really good at baseball and I'm having a good time doing it. You guys keep telling me I'm breaking all these records, but. I'm just throwing the pill. He mentioned like, oh, I didn't have my best stuff today. Six innings pitch, zero earned runs, nine Ks. He goes, I was a little late getting out to the bullpen. Yeah. Like he's like, my my routine got messed up because I just got out there late. Why was he late? Nobody knows. Who Does it really matter? I don't know. Pitchers seem to think it does. But uh, this Marlins team, it was like a, an example of how they win games, dude. Keeping it close. You know, they they blew some leads, but they had timely hitting. Um, I mean, they could have lost realistically the first three games. Like Cooper hits the homer, then they answer back, and it's a uh, it's a lot of pitching and timely hitting. We've got to win both ways here, Trev, because your Marlins are winning a lot of ball games. They've got more and more pitching, it seems, right now on their IL. Edward Cabrera. Johnny Cueto, Max Meyer, Trevor Rogers. I mean, Max Meyer, Tommy John, so like that's a different thing. But offensively on their IL, Segura, Chisholm, and Avisale Garcia that we probably, in a team profile and projection, would have said had to be a big part of this year for the Marlins to do anything in a really tough NL East. They're seventh in batting average. That's their highest in any category. Well. But we... We know they went out and they put an effort into that. So they're lower in OPS. I mean, the runs still still ain't there, which I'm still a big fan of runs. I know that's controversial. But um, they have done enough to put themselves in position where they can offer the golden goose, young starting pitching, that if this team wants to make a nuclear move, they can. And I feel like they haven't done that. Like every, no, we've been asking them to do it. Every, we've and, seen that they've had this nucleus of pitching for three years now. Right, but I, I feel like, you know, offseason's different. They obviously traded Pablo Lopez for Luis Arise, which, I mean, good job. But yeah. I feel like at the deadline, they haven't been in a true position to be aggressive, and I think 
they already have done enough that I think they can do something. And if they get those other guys back, like uh, I think part of the reason you were excited to bring this team up is because of all that, man, that I, we have to start talking some more fish there. Dude. I mean, I've been calling for it. Like, when you have starting pitching, young, controllable starters, that's your window, dude. That's your fucking window. Like, that's when you need right. to go. Yeah, whether you want to deal uh, and and bring in, you know, whatever your hole is in your in your on your roster for them, clearly it's offensive production, RBI production, like power. I feel like that's readily available if you have the pieces to give up like they do. Now, you don't always want to go. I mean, giving up a young controllable starting pitcher is very tough. You you got to be sure on who you're getting right. back, and it can't be a rental. Like, you need someone with that's major league ready, that has years of control. Like, that's what you have to get. And so that makes the pool a little bit smaller, but, like, there are guys – available and if you don't want to give up some of your starters like there's still offensive help available and i'm sure God, i'd be so upset if they didn't make a move and i had my Ooh. tennis my tennis guy okay uh he he was out in miami in florida and he went to a marlins game he was texting me he's like dude why is it like there's no one here and it was on a monday so i explained to him oh you know it's monday uh but like that's what Miami fans do. Like if you're not putting together like a team that has real World Series aspirations or NBA championship aspirations or Super Bowl aspirations, like they're not going to show up. Right. So this team, like, I mean, they they have a good squad. Are they legitimate World Series contenders? I don't think so. Not until they add offense. And if they do that, then people will show up. It's like. I don't know what their their deal is, you know, money wise, and you know what their well, financials look like. But I know one thing for sure: you want a packed house. I have some. You just want a packed house. I have some good news for you, Trev. Uh, okay. Saturday's game, they had twenty five k in attendance. Their second largest home crowd of the year. Was there a giveaway? So there's some momentum. I'm not sure, but let's let's not okay. even let's not get caught up in that. Um, okay. Or excuse me. Yes, the Saturday game. Um, I love what you said that they almost have to do something at the deadline. I think there's a we we've been building up for this and we're in position like it, we yes, I think as a fan base as a team they do have to do something. Which I there's a there's an interesting pressure on the front office to find the right deal because. You don't want to f- feel forced to do a deal just because the city thinks you should. That's not how front offices think, but in a way. So that's really interesting. And I, I think on the other side of the ball, briefly, I think this pirate season has worked out for them in a way. They got the juice. It was fun. They faded off super hard, and that's not fun. They just called up Davis, like you mentioned. They also called up Nick Gonzalez, who's a high draft pick, uh, number seven pick overall that the Pirates have full-blown entered seller. And what we said about them before the season, if you want to move on from Kutch, there's obviously some heartstrings there, but you could get something for him. Carlos Santana, sure. Um, Rich Hill, twirling it back there, that 
and a couple impact arms in the bullpen that if you're the Pirates, I think you're fully in on the deadline now. You had the fun start, and you can still have a fun second half of the season. Like, it doesn't have to sell and be sad. There's a ton of young players that Pirates, I think they could look back at this 2023 and be like, this was fun and will lead to some fun stuff coming up in the future. For the Marlins, starting pitching, they're young. Yuri Perez got six more years of control. Brian Hoeing, six Mm. more years of control. Uh, Lazardo, three more years of control. Braxton Garrett, six more years of control. Like, or maybe five for Braxton. Like, this is the window, guys. Like, these next three, four years, starting now, like, this is when you go. Got to make moves. You mentioned the other guys that aren't even playing right now. Yeah. Um, and some prospects still to to come back. Like, it's... I am jumping on the Marlins train, not just for this year, but for the next, like, two or three years. And I was on it last year, too. Sort of. I just think this is going to be, like, you know, the Reds turned it around really quickly, and Baltimore's turned it around really quickly, and the Rangers did it in a different way. But this... This is a team I'm, I'm watching. Couple teams that... We have been... Say Joey Wendell's name. Joey Wendell. Glue guy. Um, two teams that everyone has been watching recently. The Reds and the Braves. Um, Nuts. Holy smokes, Trev. I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, that first game, win streak gets to 12, which stops the Braves' eight-game win streak. That... Two teams haven't been on that kind of streak in a while. Cincinnati's down 7-5, to five, and then they go up 9-7. to seven. Ellie De La Cruz cycle. That ball goes in the gap, and you see his legs kick into gear, and you just don't see that a lot on a baseball field. Votto mania. That's sweeping over the Reds. And you're just like, I, sometimes baseball feels special, and this feels special. And then... And that's in front of a sellout crowd, by the way. Put a good yes. product on the field, owners, and people will go and you make more money. I feel like I feel like that's something we've had that I, I can't believe Jakey it's Lytics. can't believe it's not more Oh, Jake Nomics. Jake Nomics. That's pretty good. Um Trev. Then the Braves, who I think are the class of potentially baseball and for sure the National League. They say, well, you know what? Give us your best punch the next two nights. And we can do a little better. And it's Olsen. And you might hear more about him later. Um, I don't know, man. Like it, it felt like the Braves were almost the, the guy in the movie who gets, who gets punched by the opponent. And then they don't really move. And then the opponent's like, oh, shit. Uh and the Braves win those I last think two games. I think it's the other way, to be honest with you. Really? Atlanta, in the first game, they lose that game. They're up 5 nothing in the second inning. So the big bad boy comes okay. into your town. 5 nothing in the second inning, you answer back. Game two, they're up 3 nothing in the third, 6-2 in the fifth, you answer back. Third game, you're up 3 nothing in the third, 6-3 in the fifth, and you answer back. I think the Reds took Atlanta's best punches. And stayed right there with them, even though they have no starting pitching. And I won't apologize for saying that. Okay. They don't. 
They don't. But as you know, you like to tell me, I don't know ball anymore. Apparently, you don't need it. <laughs> That's not verbatim. That's not like, like a verbatim. I get quote. it. You 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 have you know, Abbott's looked like he could be something, and we know Hunter Green could at any moment, you know, throw a no hitter. Yeah, and he's got to work his way back. But like, it's not about the starting pitching with these Reds. It's they absolutely mash the ball and they run the freaking bases, and it is incredible uh what they do vado in that first game and like i mentioned they're down five nothing in the second a lot of homers hit in this um series as well which kind of makes sense it's hot it's in cincinnati mm. starting pitching is not great uh right now uh vado that homer that put him out nine seven that was off of colin micro penis McHugh. not because he has one he's Jimmy's famously called Jimmy, which it's a productive, you know, it, if anything, it works. You know, Jimmy's penis war is (laughs) 2.0. Yes, it is. (laughs) So Votto hits the home run and puts up nine to seven. uh, And then the Braves, you know, they end up coming back. I I don't know, like hit a bunch of homers to almost win the game. De La Cruz hits for the cycle in that game. Electric Joey Votto's interviews after these games have been so good. So awesome. And this that's how I got onto the Mickey Mantle thing. I ended up talking crap about Mickey Mantle. That was a tough one for me. Um sweet dude. Braves win the series. <laughs> yeah. I know, but I mean it was I think the Reds, I even though they lost the series, showed something here. And I think Atlanta understands, yeah, like we went into a a raucous house against maybe the hottest team in baseball, or you know they were the hottest team in baseball, and we handled business. I think I think both teams can be like, oh, okay. Yeah, no, I, nobody's sad, but I I think the Braves walk away and they're like, oh, you know, you guys are hot, electric. You guys had your first back-to-back sellout since 2016 when you retired Pete Rose's number. Like you guys are clicking on all cylinders, and we still walked away two out of three, and on to the next one. Here's the thing, though. Yes, 100%. You feel that way if you're Atlanta, but you're also in the back of your mind say, okay, our closer went out there. You had two homers off him in the ninth. Yeah. Squeaked that one out seven to six. And then the next day, the third game, you had first and third with one out, seven, six. And he got a double play. Yeah. They got out of it. But, dude, you're you're right there. That has to feel good if you're uh, uh, the Cincinnati Reds. So I think, like I said, both teams are like, all right, we just looked each other up and down. We both landed some haymakers. It's like one of those fights at the end where like everyone's bloody and the guy's like, fuck, that was a good fight. And yeah, they kind of like that's... dap each other up and like, hey, man, I have respect for you. You have respect for me. Great. Let's do it again. Yeah, that's Let's do it again. The fucking playoffs, baby. Yeah, I think that's I guess that's you described it. Per, that's where I was at with the Braves fully. Just like, oh, that was fun, man. And we won. And we're the Braves, but um, yeah, I'm I'm talking about a guy later. A guy I'm not. T- Ellie De La Cruz cycles. I I don't think he's getting something because he's just a freak show. Um, Matt McClain, Trev. I watched his at bats, and it's real. And I I think sometimes we get blown away by baseball because you know a lot of guys come up and are a little hot to trot. 
Maybe I'm getting a little blinded by the short kingness of it, but you love that ass. Dude, that, that's fine. You're right. Hit go go watch his hits, his four extra base hits. First Reds rookie to do that since Chris Sabo, rookie of the year, by oh. the way. Um Rexbex. Go watch it's sometimes with with kids, you see them and they have their party trick, or like you you noted out and it opened up my eyes, and especially during the Juice Balls years, that you know, to be able to go oppo, that's different. We talked about Camden and Utah Street and how like guys literally can't do that. Mc, he hits everything. Um more Braves later. Braves Giant- have hit twenty one homers going into or after Saturday's game, they hit 21 homers over the past six games. Didn't I say something like they're going to have 10 guys hit 20 homers or something like that? That sounds kind of familiar. <clears throat> we can we can lean in. I made it. a couple bold homer predictions. The San Diego one, not going to happen. That one's <laughs> probably going to happen. Dude. Good. That's not looking good. Who is looking good are your Giants, Trev, and I will give you credit for that because they were sitting around 500 like a lot of teams were, kind of toiling. They've gone off. They've gone off. They take down my snakes two out of three uh, in the Bay. And now think about what we say with the Reds. Think about when we say when the Pirates got hot. Think about a lot of the upstart teams in baseball. It's because of kids San Francisco Giants have been the opposite of that, right? They've been uh, the the old man team, and look look what we're getting out of this guy, and we're tapping into him. Now they've got kids contributing to Luis Matos, youngest giant to Homer since uh, uh, Matt Williams, eighty seven. Okay, um, your mm. boy Patrick Bailey. Uh, the third most RBI through their first 27 games since McCovey and Cepeda. Like, we're getting a lot of participation in San Francisco. And 20 and 4 when Conforto gets an RBI. Now we're just digging too deep. Good job, Dalton. But uh, you're Giants, Trev. Yes. I mean, look, as Giants fans love to point out to us, the youth has arrived. It's energized the team it's reinvigorated them all they have a nice mixture of some older guys some veterans and the young guys to give the energy that's my trevlytics is you need a little bit of both yes you need the high t young guys and need the veterans to be like hey chill the fuck out a little bit like this is a long season like that mixture is great gabe kapler and what they do there uh they're if anything the giants will always be prepared for a game because that is Kapler's MO is to be prepared. And man, if you ever spend any time with the guy, you're like, okay, he needs to chill out a little bit. Mm. Like, like, go smell the flowers. Although he does, if you just ever want to see Gabe Kapler, you can find him riding his bike throughout the city randomly. He'll just be riding up and down the hills of San Francisco because that's what he does. Um, in that first game, a little bit of a, a a mixture of guys do it. They had a big fifth inning there for the Giants, and then Crawford has like that awesome dive at the end to win yeah. the game for them. Uh, nice scoop by Lamont. Duvall gets the save. Second game, the young guys come to play. Sable and Matos they give the Giants the lead. Um, Duvall gets the save again. 
Logan Webb's been incredible. And then the Diamondbacks take the last game. I actually watched that game. I was at the gym. Mm. Whoops. Where were you this weekend? Not at the gym. Not at the gym. Not at the gym. You owe it. You owe me a couple gym days this okay. week. Uh, watch that game. And the Giants actually were mounting a little rally there at the end. And there was a ball hit down the third baseline. Runners on first and second. Yeah. And Longoria playing over, like shifted into the six hole. Takes just as incredible. It wasn't hit very hard. It was like a chopper. Takes, But it takes a great route to it. Dives. Stops the ball. But then he kind of like stays down and then like looks like towards the outfield and looks at home and Sable doesn't realize that he has the ball and just keeps running. Yeah. And Longo's like, what the fuck? And he gets up, tosses it easy out of the inning rally killed uh, the D backs end up winning that game. They put together a bunch of really good at bats, just solid ABs for them in that game. I actually, I actually asked Longo, I said, did you, Deke him on purpose right there. And his response was, LOL, no, I just came looking at the guy at third, didn't even realize he was still running. So, like, it was, I thought he might have did it on purpose, and I was like, oh, man, long ago, that wily yeah. vet did it again, bro. Uh, but no, he just, it was just a, bl- a bad base running play by, by Sable. Still love you, bro. Blake, you're my guy. Um, but a great see. I mean, th- two really fun teams to watch going at it. Like, that's, like, really good, solid baseball being played up there this weekend in San Francisco. Corbin Carroll drops a ball in that second game. That If that yeah. doesn't happen, we we the f- script could be flipped here. Uh, uh, little snakes love at the end. The snakes avoid the sweep. Two other teams in baseball. Well, three teams. The D-backs have not been swept this year. Two other teams have not been swept. Do you know who they are? The Rays. The Rays is one. And the Braves. The Orioles is mm. two. Who um, swept the Braves? I even uh Braves got swept. They didn't care. Go sweep the next series. I got I got a, I got Snake's uh, stat for you. Love that. They played 79 games. Is that true? Yeah, 79 games. Wow. How many times have they been shut out in 79 games? Zero. Zero. Zero fucking games, man. Put that in your pipe. Does a team You're... take pride in that, or is that? Fuck yes. Okay. Are you kidding me? Okay. Okay. Whoa. I think that's an incredible statistic. Has there ever been a team that never got shut out during a season? Ooh. Beavers, we got a lot of research for Beavers you. Just on it. <laughs> it's been a lot. Uh, Trev. We got to get moving a little bit, and we've got a couple disappointing ones. And the Phillies have been playing a good brand of baseball lately. They've been winning a lot of games, winning a lot of series. Uh, They essentially shouldn't have won this series, though. No. One of the ugliest innings of baseball, BBD is a... So the record is 1931 through 33 Yankees, 308 games. That was so long ago, doesn't count. (laughs) That doesn't count, bro. More Sorry. recently, the second longest streak ever, 2018 and 19 Yankees, 220 games. Wow. I mean, that's very impressive. I have to hand it to the Yankees. Okay, so like this isn't even that big of a deal. But I guess that could have happened not like a wire-to-wire during like right. one full season. That, that could have been more than one season's worth of games. But yeah, like, 
April well, the, that year. The, until in the thirties, it was next. through three years, so it had to have at least one year. That year, yes, but again, so long ago doesn't count. Nobody counted it. Um, yeah. Okay. I mean, I was impressed with that stat, but maybe it's not as rare as I. Think. I mean, it's only gotten over. The top five list, fifth is one seventy four. So, okay, don't think we've hey. gotten more than one sixty two very often. I wouldn't have pegged the twenty twenty three snakes to be an offensive juggernaut that doesn't get shut out, but here we are, and I picked them to go under whatever the heck it was, and that was not the right play. They're a good team. They are a good. Team. What are their offensive ranks right now? Now I'm getting into it. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Fourth and runs. Uh, you like that statistic, runs. Big. It's a good one. Talk about the Phillies and Mets. Um, it, it boils down to this, Trev. I, I know baseball obviously doesn't, and Scherzer has another start. He's been good. Taiwan Walker has been good. That kind of sets the Don't tone. Don't talk about Taiwan Walker. That sets the tone of those first two games. But it comes down to the Mets have a three-run lead, and we've got – uh, a horrible play by Brett Beatty where he just accidentally eats the ball and then he doesn't, and we've got a walk, and we've got two hit-by-pitches that, as Metsy as it gets that, you know, they go from winning a nice series against a team ahead of them in the division to, like, kind of Mets fans and Mets players looking around like, is this rock bottom? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you got to give a little bit of credit to the Phillies. I am going to talk about Tywan Walker and how good that he's been as of late. Um, and then that second game, Scherzer, he's been really good too. That's kind of flown under the radar for me. Yeah, I think he started out like first couple starts poorly, but he's really put together like a nice solid season. Um, yeah, but then that inning he just gets away, and a lot of people were saying, "Hey, Buck, you had David Robertson there. Yes, did he pitch in the game before?" Yeah, but he only threw 13 pitches, got two double plays, five outs and 13 pitches. That's awesome. We got to mention that. He's my guy. You know that. Roped up, as you like to say, mm. Jake. Abs for days. Um, That was a mistake. Not bringing him in. Bottom line, he said he was trying to keep him for the ninth. Trying to get outs from his other guys. And sometimes I like that as a manager. Like, hey, like, this dude's capable. Do I have someone better? Sure. And that's the thing that people kind of need to relax about. Like, you don't always, you can't always bring your best pitcher in in every single situation. You have to allow right. other guys in your bullpen to like get meaningful out sometimes because you, you, they have to know how to do it. They have to have that success. And then like that breeds more success. Like, you have to let them do it. Now, I don't know, like, if he waited too long or, you know, the three batter a minimum has comes into play in some of these situations. I think they brought a lefty in to face uh, two lefties and a righty and got nobody out. So then could have brought in Robertson at that time. He didn't elect to do that. But after the game, he was kind of like, they asked him, he's like, I, what are you talking about? Like, I, I had Robertson ready to go for the ninth and I wanted to give this guy a chance and it didn't happen. And this looks really, really bad, though. Because yeah. the way it happened, I mean, what was it? It was one hit and they scored four runs. It's difficult right there. And I know why Mets fans are upset. This has just been, they've won one series this month, one freaking series this month. 
Drive, can I that's, tell you? The expectations we had on this team and where they're at right now, Mets fans have all the right in the world to be upset. Something that get that maybe hasn't been driven home enough, uh, and Drew Smith for the Mets, he got suspended due to sticky stuff. And the Yankees, when Domingo Herman got suspended due to sticky stuff, Think about how much teams use their pitching and their bullpen and how basically after one game in today's baseball, you can wear out a bullpen. It's pretty, it's kind of nuts. When you lose that pitcher for 10 games, you lose a pitcher that Drew Smith was out for this team. And it's not like you call up the dude from AAA that you're now short a pitcher and that affects you. And look at the back end of the Mets bullpen right now, and I I won't name names. I won't take shots at guys or MLB ball players, but it's not the back end of the bullpen that you might have expected for the Mets coming into the year. Um, so, yeah, that depth gets tested on every MLB team, and right now um, the Mets just are never clicking on all cylinders, and I'd I'd love to see what that looks like, but... I mean, just just a brutal way to end a series, and like an exclamation point on what's been an awful, an awful half to the season for the Mets. Yeah, and I guess you know you could really be upset because you have a chance to win a series, and and like you know, Ottavino had thrown a little bit, Brooks Raley had thrown a little bit, but like I guarantee both those guys have been like, yeah, put me in, coach. Like I get, I understand him wanting to have other guys in there and sometimes you have to have people down in your bullpen that's just the way the game works but like you say and when, when did we what were we getting all mad at each other about mm. oh the boon the infield didn't think in. desperate times call for desperate measures bro i never said that this is yeah you basically did <laughs> this is a situation that's very similar to that right it's it's like almost Although yours was ridiculous to even question it, right. this one you could question a little bit about the moves in the bullpen uh, with Buck. Like I, Robertson probably has to come in there, but you could also use those other guys. Like they're not, they'd want to pitch, dude. The other place that's desperate right now is San Diego. Trev. Oh boy. Um, they dropped two out of three for the Nats, and I don't. I don't really know what to say anymore. Like these, these are two teams that we wanted to root for. These are two teams that went out and paid and spent and future of baseball. And, you know, we're, we're learning owners last names. And now we're learning owners. Trev. Uh, yeah, just, I mean, they haven't gone offensively at all. And if you look at all of like, it's basically that, like you need to score. Guess what, Jake, where are they at in run scored right now? 21st mm. with that offense and the guys you brought in and me telling you that you're gonna hit four homers a game. With those top four guys, like just hasn't panned out, man. Just hasn't done it. And they're losing games different ways. It's not always just the offense, but like the bullpen has been really good for them. And like the starter has been pretty good too. It's, mainly been you know offensively they haven't gone and then there's some quotes that i don't love i kind of like i guess i respect the honesty here 
Uh, Xander Bogart saying, come on, man, it's the Nationals. They don't have playoff aspirations. you got to win these games. Now, yes, that's true, but it's tough to say that out loud after you just got your butt kicked by them. Yeah. You win the first game 13-3, to great. Uh, you face Patrick Corbin and Musgrove had a great start. Great start to the series, and then you score three runs in the next two games combined. Do the Mets are going to win games. Do the Mets or Padres sell? Who are the Padres going to sell? They have all the guys are locked up for ten years. <laughs> Snell. Golly, I mean, dude, yeah, that'd be something. Is he is he a free agent after this year? Or one more year? I thought this was the year. I thought he was a free no, agent. No, 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 no. I'm talking about a different guy that they've got with a year oh. and a half left that hasn't been extended. Juan Soto. 440. Yes, yes. Uh, Snell is a. I think he's a free, free agent, agent this year. next year. Yeah, 2024. So, yes. Last year. Oh, he's going to get paid. Oh. What's that guy going to do with his money? He's he's, he's ridiculous cool stuff. Like straight up, like ridiculous shoes. stuff. He's going to make so much money. He's got mini a golf course, and he's, mini he's, golf he's, course he's, in the backyard. Blake Snell's winning at life, man. Yes. And and um, and good for him. Only good guy, person. only guy we want mic'd up. Hey, Nats, you won. Maybe you want a little more love. Your two young studs, Josiah Gray and Mackenzie Gore, dropped it. That's awesome. Mackenzie Gore revenge game. A- every time revenge I revenge game, yeah. Every time I look up stats, uh, Lane Thomas is popping up more and more. That Nats might do. You know some, I love Lane Thomas. I know you do. Nats might do some fun. He's got one of the hardest throws this year from the outfield. He's like a just kind of does some of stat everything. cast guy guy that he um. He could be interesting. And we saw a knuckleballer brought up by the Padres, Trev. So, yeah, this had a little bit of everything. Oh, huh? my gosh. <laughs> All right. Hey, good for the kid. Matt Waldron. Keep twirling it, baby. Come to the warehouse this winter. Have you seen Hassan Kim's, like, statistics? What about him? He has a 3-3 war already this year. Like an unsung hero on the Padres team. Offensively, he's not going to blow you away, but this year he's above league average, 107 OPS plus, uh, 13 stolen bags, and he plays banner defense wherever you put him. Like, he, okay, so a mutual option in 25. Like, I'm curious to see, like, what happens with this guy. He's only 27 years old right now. Uh, He's on a four-year, $28 million deal. He has the opt-out in 25, so one more year of control. I mean, Cranking enough homers. I guess you could look at, but I just don't think the Padres want to sell Soto or him because they still believe in this team. Like they still have next year. You kind of can't be, you kind of can't unless, unless you just say, fuck it. Kind of. I don't know. I don't know. Unless imagine just like last year's trade deadline. Maybe we get, we get the whispers. Soto and the Padres won't reach an extension. It's, it's well, just the not one thing extend, that, they, they're not going to extend that guy. Just the it's the only like button they could fully press. Everyone else has a decade left on their deals. I don't Snell think they, one's very think interesting, it, but Snell and pinstripes, Snell and Soto oh. to the A. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone turns off the show. Um, what is Snell's facial hair looking like right now? It's just hot. Does he have the goatee or the, the little little thing down here? 
Just probably just as hot as it can get. Snell in L.A. Oh. Snell A. Yeah, I like that. Snell in Houston. Snell moves into your neighborhood. I'd welcome him. He'd welcome. Uh, he'd know. welcome you, which is the crazy part. No, he wouldn't. No, he wouldn't. He, dude. I, run, I run this city in here. Okay. Okay. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> All right, that turned everyone off. Yeah, that's true. They're like, shut the fuck up. One, one, 30 seconds on London, Trev. Just kind of not into it. Ian Hap, we love I honestly you. didn't watch like yeah. any of it, so I, I feel bad saying that, but it's the, it's the truth. I did see Ian Hap go off. I did see uh, Goldie has played in five different countries now, which is badass. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Huh. That's Usually cool. we don't talk about splits in a two-game set. Um, yeah. Big crowds there. That's cool. I like that. Uh, I think 50-plus thousand in each game. Uh, they're doing London again next year, and then after that, they're doing Paris. See, I'm going to Paris. Yeah, I'm going. Yeah, I mean, it's my home country. Right. I'm going. I'm friend. I'm France's ambassador to the game, and I'm going to make that happen. Cubs, if they won that second game, they would have been 500. They'd won nine of their last ten. They've had a big month that has allowed them to start thinking differently. Um, and the Cardinals are just. It's crazy, man. What's up? Why is Justin Steele so good? So good. Like he's like really, really good. He's got a two six with a one point zero six three whip. And he is under control for a long time. Long, strong. Trev, we gotta do some IO. We gotta we gotta get Tight and sexy. What are you running bit. right now? I don't even care. Oh, we're running. That's right. You got no Chris Rose barking at you today. You're just grooving. And you can be drew- grooving at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code TALKING. Bet $5 to score $150 in bonus bets. That's code TALKING. Only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Massachusetts. Call 800-327-5050 or visit Gambling Help line ma.org in New York 877-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in Kansas call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas in West Virginia gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net all games regulated by West Virginia Lottery please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races in Connecticut Help is available for problem for gambling problem call 888-789-7777 or ccp.org. 21 plus in most eligible states, but ages vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. State-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Max bet $50. 10 plus leg required 100% boost for parlays. Eligibility wagering and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com slash baseball terms. Hello. My God. Hello. Let's get dizzy with a with a tight IL. World Series preview. Dodgers Astros in LA. All one run games. The Dodgers, they take the first two. How about some of the kids? Emmett Sheehan with that baby hair and James Outman in the first game. And then Jason Hayward. Will Smith put on a show this series. Your guy, guy, Trev. Houston in extra innings on ESPN Sunday Night Baseball. Hunter Brown dropped it. 
Uh, this was a fun game. Extra innings. Mauricio Dubon makes in a crazy play up the middle to save it. Houston salvages one to not get swept. Dodgers, they win two out of three. Also, Dodgers won a game on a balk. Ryan Stanek goes nuts, loses his mind. We got to change that, man. You might hear some of that in the weekly dumb this week. Brewers take two out of three from the guard dogs. Wade Miley, a talking baseball favorite. He drops it on the table. Willie Adamas with the big game. Issa Bybe, Tanner Bybee with a nice start. And Jose Ramirez, you know what he does on a daily basis. And then the Brew Crew in extras get it done to win the series. Um, Owen Miller redemption series. Devin Williams pitches the ninth and gets the win. Um, or excuse me. Uh, yes, gets the win. My bad. Got lost in my notes there. And then a series that got a lot of social media love for interesting reasons. The Rockies take two out of three from the Halos. The Rockies win the first game. Kyle Freeland's wondering how the hell did Shohei Otani hit that pitch, but he did. Rockies win that game. Elias Diaz, man, he doesn't stop. Profar. Malibu Mike gets traded mid-series. Uh, he just has to change dugouts. That's always fun. Angels won the second game 25-1. to 25-1. That's not an error. Everybody hit. But it's fun because the Rockies win the third game. So the Rockies take two out of three despite being outscored uh, by the second craziest margin in baseball history only to the 1897 Louisville Colonels. Yep. Not in my book. And that's what happened in the interview. Yeah. I don't know. Louisville Colonels? Louisville Colonels. I didn't have them. You know, I did some research on some old teams. Sure. Mentioned it in my open. Uh, a great interleague uh, set of games. Is that what you call it? Sure. Slate. I'm going to call it a streak of games because Tigers right. don't. They're not together. They're, they are. It's an ambush. Lonely animals. They yeah. like to be off on their own. What's up with that? Yeah, and they just know. meet up randomly to have sex and have babies. Then they're like, I'm out. Some humans are kind of like that, right? I don't know. We're all yeah. kind of wired differently. Um, great series in LA. That's always fun. It gets a lot of people talking. Uh, kind of brings out the worst in Dodger fans, yeah. to be honest with you. It's like, oh, right, come on, guys, relax. Hey, a little hand, bit. Oh, hand up. Yanks, too. Like, what I hear a fuck yeah. Altuve chant at the stadium, and it's like the cringiest thing. Yankee fans yeah. do so. It's like happened that happened six years ago, and most of the guys aren't on the team anymore. Yeah, that's a couple of big ones. Um, Mookie Betts could have had a, a leadoff homer in all three games, which I think is really cool. So like maybe like just don't throw that guy strikes to lead off the game. Corey Jolks robbed him in the second game. He had homers to lead off in the first and third games. Uh, so. I don't know. I think that's really cool. Mookie Betts is amazing. Teddy got a hit in his All-Star game. They're eliminated. He won't give me one of these. Wow. When he hit a double. Yeah. I was like, what was that about? Well, Mookie Betts does it, Dad. Like, okay. Like, that's a good guy to follow. I'm not, yeah. I'm not mad at that at all. Um, 
Sheehan, the young guy for the Dodgers, has a good start. Matches up against J.P. France in that one. Outman, who's a, a interesting hitter for me. He's pretty streaky. Had a good series here. Uh, he does it. Um, Michael Bush gives him the RBI to take the lead. Gratterall works his – does what he has to do. That guy's nasty still. Freaking nasty. Uh, and then the second game, that was the – Ryan Stanek. Balk. Now, I gave my thoughts on it on baseball today. I want to hear what you think. The balk rule needs to be changed, man. I mean, we think about this year, this evolution we just had in baseball. I think this weekend was like the most attended games ever, and we've got more hits and more stolen bases, and the, the game is alive, and baseball's back, baby. You can't have games being decided by that. You know, the the whole, and David Cohn's been a big advocate on this. He's Yankees broadcast. He's now brought it to the Sunday Night Baseball that, like, what are we doing? Like, it, the spirit of the rule, right? It's it's supposed to be if we're trying to deceive the base runners. Ryan Stanek steps off. He, basically, he almost, like, trips, steps off. I mean, the knee buckles. It's a balk. Everyone that's played baseball has the reaction, like, oh, can't do that. But, like, we need to get that out of our head. It's so dumb, dude. It's basically the same reaction that I had. I mean, it was a balk. And I think he stepped off because he balked. That's the thing. Yes. Yeah, he did. He, he was trying to be, like, sly about it. I told Chris Rhodes, it's kind of like when, like, you trip a little bit, but then you act like you were just, like, going that way anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. So, like, he buckled a little bit and he tried to move his leg back. Oh, I was that's was one singular motion, even though you know it, was, it wasn't. So, it that's where I'm like, if people you're saying, if if you're trying to say that's not a balk, it's a balk. It's, it is. It's just, should, should it be a balk? That's the whole separate discussion. No, it shouldn't be a balk. Like it shouldn't, you're right. Didn't deceive the runner. Sucks that it happened at that part of the game, you know, basically won the Dodgers the game for, for, for the most part. Uh, you never know what's going to happen, but, uh, I think you can say both things and you're either side is right here. It was dumb, but it also was a balk. Right. So, right. Like if you're Ryan Stanek, it's not like, you know, that's going to get called. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, he knew, he knew he balked. That's why he tried to step off. Yeah. And after the game, you know, he's fired up and rightfully so. I mean, the, the adrenaline that you got pumping through your veins right there, dude, Dodger stadium, you know, like, Big situation, high leverage, and you just buckle the knee just enough, man. It was tough to watch. But the Astros come back. They win that uh, the last game in extras. Breggy has the hits, and uh, I thought this was hilarious. You know, Jose Abreu has not been himself and at all. Like, he's been really bad at the plate. And he said he's been working on his swim mechanics, and then he's been putting more weight on his back leg to stay behind the ball, which is like, Gosh, I know I I I've been there, bro. You're trying to figure anything out. You're like, oh yeah, I gotta stay behind the ball. I'll just put all my weight back here. Eventually he's gonna be too far back and he's like, fuck, I need to be more balanced. And that's just that's the chess game that is hitting in the big leagues. But he said he's talking to his bats in English and they don't understand English. That is hilarious. <laughs> like, oh yeah, my bats are Cuban, so I need to speak Spanish to him. God love that for him. Joe's Abreu over there. 
Um, and I like the note at the bottom, Dalton put here, three rookie pitchers going up against the Dodgers in L.A., three quality starts for the for the Astros. Five of the six starting pitchers in the series were rookies. Only Catterday. Pretty nuts. Bobby Miller got touched up a little bit. Yeah, he What's did. What's he doing? I got to look up his Bobby stats. Bobby Miller. Trev. He's finally... You can't just you can't just freaking throw by people, Bobby. In your beautiful Midwest, Brewers, Guardians, always, always intense but firm handshakes afterwards. Oh god! <laughs> I don't think the Brewers are like that, bro. What earmuffs for people? Earmuffs. I think there's a bunch of fuckboys on the Brewers, man, and I mean that in the best way possible. Like a bunch wow. of handsome dudes who got style and a little bit of swag and they got money. Like, I don't think th- this ain't no Joy Wendell's <laughs> on the Brewers. <laughs> you think Willie Adamas? What do you think Ooh. he's doing? I mean, he posted I a picture on his Instagram. And there was a girl in it. And I saw the comments below where like every single girl that follows him is like heart, the heartbroken and the crying emoji. Like, He's breaking hearts, bro. This guy, this, this isn't the boy next door, Brewers. I'm sorry. Christian Yelich got 200 mil in the bank, and he's got a house in Malibu. He ain't Midwest nice. I think I just landed on a chat GBT article. Get me out of here. Um, hey, man. What? Like we talk about, you know, when series are split, it's hard to really dive in and diagnose, even though we, we do. For me, a three-game set that comes down to the 10th inning of the final game, it's tough for me to get like too dialed in on that. I'm just being honest because with Manfred extra inning rules, it's like, okay. No, it was a good, it was a good series. You know, the first, first game, great pitching matchup. Uh, Bieber gets hit around a little bit, but that's because Adamus has a huge day. He goes off. My guy. 7-1 Brew Crew. Guardians just kind of continued to score, and the Brewers didn't score in that game. Showed, they showed great fortitude the Guardians did to win 4-2. Mm. And then in the last game, a couple big innings. The Brewers had uh, they scored three in the third, and, and then the Guardians uh, responded with three in the sixth. Tied it up. Yeah, they go into extra innings, and Milwaukee puts up one, and uh, they get shut down after that. So it's a, a good series. I, I'm I I can't really wrap my head around the Guardians and what they do right now. I know offensively that's been bad. Um, what are they going to do with the deadline? I think a lot of people are looking at that to see. Uh, and the Brewers, it's like you just want them to like catch fire, man. Like I don't know. Like I, I still, I watched them play um, in Minnesota. I believe they lost both games, but they're like a good team. Like I. It, like I look at their roster and I watch them play and I'm like, this team, if everything clicks, can be good. But you can't say that. You just can't keep saying yeah. that if everything clicks. If you have to keep saying that, then it's kind of like, right? Is we're, it ever going to? We're click? at the midpoint of the season, and that that's part of my frust. Like you know, an extra inning game to decide it with today's rules. Um, you know, the home team gets a big advantage. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Good for good for the crew. This is my crew. Fuck boy crew. Um, they are, bro. You know it. <laughs> Rowdy Telez. Hot. Uh, do you want anything with our rocks and the halos? Rockies win the series, but we've got one of, 
if not the biggest blowout of the season. I want the Angels to to go. I mean, they've been they've been hit with the injury bug. That's why they made the moves. They bring in my guy Escobar. Two of my buddies, Escobar and Moose, over there. Uh, I talked to Moose. He's so stoked. And he gets to come back home to California. Home. Uh, off the worst team in the NL to a team that's you know in a playoff position, right? Yeah. So that's awesome. Um, give Elias Diaz a little bit of love, bro. Should be the should he be not the, maybe not the starting catcher in, in the nationally. I didn't get to talk about how good Will Smith has been when we talked to the yeah. Dodgers. He is absolutely incredible. His, He's having a monster offensive season. He made a play on a ball in the dirt. He threw out uh, Diaz at third base. Should, had no business throwing this guy out. And they've had problems throwing runners out. Um, some of it not him, but some of it him uh, made a great play. But anyways, Elias Diaz doing it. Um, he's had just an incredible year. 816 OPS for Diaz. Uh, Will Smith, he had a throw yesterday that was filthy. Uh, filthy. Are you talking about what I'm talking about? No, he threw out a runner at second that it was just, it was mm. a ball down that I was like, I wonder if he's even going to throw it. And he threw him out by a mile. And I know the pitchers have been having trouble holding on runners up there. Anyways, um, happy for Malibu Mike going home. Happy for Rockies for winning the series. They probably want to hear about Zeke Tovar, the the kids um, having a nice nine-game streak. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Won Won a series after, you know, following in the footsteps of the Louisville Colonels. So. I just seen somebody out my window. There's, like, more children at my house than I have. So something's going on. Oh, no. Trev. Seems like you've got a pretty good standout performance going on in your backyard right now. Um, standout performances. Standout performances. I had to add this guy to the sheet. So, okay. you know, love you, Dalt, but you missed this one, in my opinion. I'm going with Taiwan Walker. Okay. Um, in that series against the Mets, he goes six innings pitched, three hits, one earned run with five Ks. Now, that's... A good start, quality start, not going to blow you away. Uh, but this guy's been really, really good as of late. And his overall numbers don't look great on the year, um, but he's put in some work. And in that rotation, I guess they brought him in to be, he, they brought him in to be a back of the rotation guy. But I think he's been uh, innings, better than that. Innings eater. Like, that's the priority. If they could get a buck 80 out of Ty Walker, whether it's a 3-5 or a 4-5, I think they wanted he, innings. So, he's had a few blow-up starts uh, in, against the Dodgers. He gave eight earned runs in three and a third innings. And uh, against the Giants, he didn't even get out of the first. And he gave four earned runs, so two-thirds of an inning. Um, but in June... Uh, four, five starts, excuse me, 30 innings pitch, only five earned runs, 28 Ks to a one five. So like he's, he's gotten it going. He like found something, man. Like his splitter is filthy and he's got a lot of confidence going right now for the Phillies to, if they want to go and, and be the team that we all think they can be sure. Like some, like Trey Turner has to go talk about him in a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, but having Taiwan pitch like this, is surely going to help. So I wanted to highlight that because 
His overall numbers, not so hot, but it's really been skewed by a few just like really bad starts. I would say looking right now, two bad starts. Yeah. The Giants and the Dodgers got him. But other than that, he's been exactly uh, as advertised and worth every penny. He's fully kicked into gear. I'm glad you highlighted him because I, I, you know, there's other standout perf- standout performance can mean a lot of different things. And yeah, he he shoved and he's been shoving. So um, I like him, man. Uh, cool, cool dude off the field. Uh, and he's you know kind of a fun pitch mix. Likes to grill meat. Likes to grill meat. Uh, now let me. Uh, you went to Ukaipa High School, which is in California. Yep. <clears throat> A Yankee legend by the... This is one of the strongest guys I have ever met in my life. Okay. Shelly Duncan. Matt Carson. Matt Carson. No? Maybe he didn't ever play for the Yankees. I think maybe only in the minor leagues he played for the Yankees. Okay. Because he did not play. He played for Oakland, Minneapolis, Minneapolis, Minnesota, and Cleveland. Did he ever play for the? Oh, yeah, I see. Yeah, he was in the Yankees organization at the beginning. He made it to AAA, but that's it. Congrats, Deep Taiwan right Walker. There. Sorry. I don't, I don't Sorry. know. <laughs> I don't know what that. What's that about? Uh, great standout, Trev. I'm I'm looking up and down because I I feel like looking at the standout performances. I we've like thrown in a couple names we feel we've missed along the way. We've mentioned a lot of these guys. Uh, Braxton Garrett getting beat out 13 Travis Darno is good. Yeah, I mean, you could have taken a lot of Braves. You could have taken a lot of Reds. You could a lot of Angels uh, from that yeah. one game. Uh, I'm going Luis Robert. Uh, he has a two-homer day, three for four, three RBI, two runs. Uh, the stat that popped up that was kind of a, a woe moment for me because – this is also expectations. When we did their team profile and projection, we said, hey, Luis Robert, your baseball reference looks funky right now, man. I've got one big year. Otherwise, I've got two limited okay years. But this was Cuban Mike Trout, and you know, he's, he is 25 years old. So uh, we were, we were going to give him the benefit. We've given him the benefit, and he's been fantastic this year he's 269 326 a 559 slug a 138 ops plus and the part i liked well hey 21 home runs this season hello um that's a career high by a lot because again this this guy kind of had an injury history a little bit i don't know he has he's the first player this year to get to 20 homers and 20 doubles he has 41 extra base hits on the season. We're not at the halfway point yet. We're close. But when you're on pace for 80-plus extra base hits, that's an impact player. This is the Luis Robert we asked him to be. He's doing it. Uh, the White Sox are mired in some some White Sockian stuff still. But it's it's not this guy's fault. So credit, credit to Luis Robert, uh, Cuban ball player. Uh, you watch uh, him play baseball at all, you kind of have to fall in love with the way that, like, I love his swing and his ability is obviously there. That's why the comparisons have been around. And yes, when he's right, he's one of the best players in baseball. 
it's not i mean that's just a fact people so I, I like that you highlighted him in a season that sucks for White Sox fans. It's been bad for White Sox fans for quite some time, man. You had this group that you thought was going to do it. They just haven't done it. Um, but, I mean, people are saying, could he be traded? Like, where are the White Sox going? What's his, what's his uh, let's, I mean, I don't, where, I don't wherever they want to go, he's a part of it. <laughs> He's, he he's, should be. Yeah, he's. But I'm saying he's you know, got like, team options in 26 and 27, which I think if you're a White Sox fan or front office, you you want that guy. People know famously in 2014, I was fourth in the AL in doubles, so I yes. respected doubles guy. Yes. Famously. Just want to throw that out there. Ooh, Trev, I'm gonna set you up for EF, but I'm also taking. The first guy out because I'm talking about him in a minute. Ooh, hit it, Biebs. Dirt nasties on fuego. That means I'm on fire, baby. Like Waco. This oh. piece of chalk is only for fake smoking. <laughs> Why do we have that song again? I don't get it. It's good. All right. In fuego. Hmm. For the series, we talked about this guy. He's got a nice butt to Anthony Santander. Mm. Santander. Santander. Six for 12, three Jimmy Jacks. He won in every single game. Five ribbies, three runs for the 1.7. He homered for the fifth time in six games and became the first Oriole to go deep in three contests in a row. Mm. Love that. Vladito. Talk about dumpers. Mm. He's trying to run his off. It ain't ever going off, but that thing's there to stay. Yeah. And it should stay. Six for 12. You know what? Girls love a good baseball butt. Yes. Learned that throughout my life, man. So keep your butts, people. Uh, six for 12. Two doubles, two homers, seven RBI, four runs, a walk hit by pitch for a 1.7. That was against Oakland. Go, Vladdy, go. For the week of 619. Through 625, that's June 19th through June 25th. Ellie De La Cruz, people know who this guy is. 11 for 25, three doubles, a triple, two homers, five RBIs, two stolen bases for a 1.3. Famously also hit for the cycle. My guy, Minnesota third baseman, Royce Lewis. Mm, really? 120 plate appearances. In his big league career, but he looks like a seasoned vet, people. I'm telling you, if you want to hop on a train early, Jake, you love this guy. He is he's a stud, okay? 11 for 24, a double, two homers, four RBI, five runs, a walk, a stolen base for the 1.2. Hop on the Royce Lewis train. He's going to be around for a long time. Second base in Hassan Kim. We talked about this guy already. Nine for 27 in that week with three Bomb, seven ribbies, six runs, four walks, two stolen bases for a 1.0. You know, he played good defense, too, because that's what he does for the two-week set here. And this is the one you want to be on. June 12th through June 25th. You love this guy. And I saw him stroke a few balls on Sunday's game against the Giants. Arizona second baseman, Cattell Marte. 18 for 44 of those two weeks. That's good for a 409 average. Two doubles, five homers, 16 ribbies. Wow. 16 runs, eight walks for a 1.3. He hit his 14th homer in 73 games this season. He had 12 homers in all of last year. 
So power surge. He's putting that big old dumper into. Does he have a big butt? I don't think he mm. does. Mm. It's probably nicely shaped, if I had to guess. Ian Happ has been going off. 12 for 39. That's for 308 average. Three doubles, two triples, two homers, 14 ribbies, 11 runs, seven walks for a 1.1. Hit two homers off of Wainwright in the, in the Cubs uh, game in London. Six of the last seven home runs, St. Louis starting pitcher Adam Wainwright allowed to the Cubs have been hit by <laughs> Ian Happ. Six crazy. against yeah. one guy? Yeah. That's, that's ownership. Crazy. I love you, Wayno. But that's ownership right there. Why is Yusei Kikuchi highlighted? Do I need to not read this? No. Or that's just random. I, I think it's okay. just, that, that, yeah. That might have been on my sheet. It was. On accident. Uh, so I was almost had this guy as my standout. Almost. Uh, until I changed to Tywin Walker. In those two weeks, he started three games, 17 and two-thirds innings pitched, only three earned runs, only 10 hits, 21 Ks. That's a 1-5-3 ERA, a .79 whip. He won on Sunday for the first time since May 30th against Milwaukee. Doesn't matter. Wins. He's had a 2-2-8 ERA in five June starts. He's been going off, man. He's looked really good. He's throwing the ball hard, and uh, if Toronto wants to go, he's going to be a big part of it. And that, my friends... This is in fuego. This is in fuego. Yeah, thank you, Trev. It's baseball is a funny sport, man. Kikuchi's hot. Barrios has been great. You'd think, like with that, why isn't Toronto up more? Don't, don't... say the T, bro. Toronto. <laughs> Sorry, that's on me, Trev. Six homers against one guy. Yeah, half. That's crazy. Come on, Trev. Your record's four. I'm sure. Four. I'm sure, you know. Liriano, my good I'd... friend. I, I know we've brought it up before, I'm sure, but that's an eight at bats. Yeah. And I have like other extra base hits over. against him too. I, yeah. I owned him, yeah. Don't toss And I love Frank. He's like one of my favorite teammates ever. Don't toss that. Five in hits, there. four homers, and a double. Just all over. Just don't. And funny enough, it was he pitched one was against the White Sox. He was on the White Sox. One he was on the Pirates and one he was on the Blue Jays. So it just didn't matter where. <laughs> Meet me outside. Cash me or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's tough. Uh, yeah, that's one tough in each one. game that's... you faced him. That's cool. That's tough. I should start an OnlyFans. Every day you're getting them once. Couple IL. Yastrzemski, Loriano, hate that. Uh, Adam Simber visited the office. My friend, Ben Lively, your friend. Uh, Chris Taylor goes on the IL. Don't like any of that. Um, returning from the alley, you mentioned Maeda. Love, fun guy to watch pitch. Good to have him back. Uh, Cedric Mullins, we mentioned him. Luckily, he can just DH because Aaron Hicks is a stud. And Graham Ashcraft, as Reds, need some pitching. Uh, big boy. Go out there and twirl it. Our final segment of the show is brought to you by the Jam Warehouse. Ball and Play League started last night. People, if, if you're listening to this and you have no idea... Um, Go watch because everyone else is. The channel has exploded. It's such entertaining, easy-to-watch content. Chris Rose in the booth with Darren Sammy, legend. Trevor Plouffe is in it. BBD is in it. I am in it. Jam is in it. Game one came out. Darren Sammy is a fucking legend. Hot boy. Hot boy. He could could play in the Brewers. When we first met. He could play in the Brewers. He could play in the Brewers. Um. 
one of the more beautiful people I've ever seen. It's uh, it's incredible content. Go check it out on Jam Warehouse. Um, kind of a cricket baseball hybrid. It's uh, it's awesome. Give it a watch. Everyone yeah. else is. Watch it now. Got the rest of the series to go. Game one's out. DVD. Awards! All right. I don't have a great name for this. I was workshopping a name <laughs> for my award early on. Jake yeah. doesn't like it. I don't like it either. Yeah. Um, I don't, I'm not, it's a nameless award. Drake just put out a, a, a poetry book and, and the title of it is titles ruin everything. So wow. I'm just going to steal that one. Nice. Drizzy. <laughs> I mean, Drake, same, same, yeah. same. Um, I'm going to be talking about Trey Turner. Okay. And first of all, shout out Trey investor in our company. Love you, bro. Thanks for that. Um, but I've always said this guy's, one of my favorite players to watch, if not my favorite player to watch in the big leagues. I love you, Longo, but oh gosh, that's tough for me. Longo or Trey Turner. Jeez. Oof. Two good options. Uh, but Trey has always been a guy that I just admire. You know, plays shortstop, hits for power, hits for average. He's, he runs everything. Like he's everything you want in a ball player at his moment for Team USA. Obviously, massive deal for the Phillies, <clears throat> but he just hasn't performed at all this year. It's It's been. It's been bad uh, to say to say the least. I mean, uh, looking at his stats overall, let me get him back up because I have a weird page up right now. One of the, one of the worst uh, stretches of his career. Yeah, so two forty eight average, six two OPS. He's getting on base at a three oh five clip compared to a three fifty one career clip. Things just haven't worked for him. But times may be a change in because in June he's hitting two seventy nine. 367 OBP, 430 slug, nice for a 798 OPS. Still not at his career norms, but like working his way back up. And he stated after this Met series uh, a reason for it. Now, his hitting coach is Kevin Long. And after the game, there was a reporter scrum around him and they were talking. And Trey said, I haven't hit a ball, or I think Kevin Long said, You haven't hit a ball that hard all year and Trey quit back at him. Well, my hitting coach has been trying to eliminate my leg kick and I did my leg kick and I was able to hit the ball hard. And he kind of like elaborated on that and just said like, that's something I've done my entire career. When I have my leg kick, I just feel a little bit more powerful. The ball jumps off my bat a little bit more. This is something that every single, like 90% of big leaders have to go through. If you have some sort of leg kick, I guarantee you've had coaches with you that have tried to A, either eliminate it or B, tone it down a bunch. And I had this happen to me from the get-go. I got into pro ball, first round pick. Uh, I go to rookie league. They send me to advanced rookie, right? So I'm playing with college kids. I'm 18 years old, freshly 18. Have a good season. Like 270, 280, something like that. These. Uh, for a young kid in that league, great. I was one of the top prospects in the league. Shout out me. Come to spring training the next year. Our hitting coordinator goes, hey, your swing's not going to play. And I'm like, what? I had to swing my entire life. He mentions the leg kick. Says, you got to get rid of it. Let's do this toe tap. Fucking earmuffs. Bullshit. Okay, I waste two years of development. I actually think three years of development trying this stupid toe tap out. Finally, I got rid of it, went back to my old swing, 
you know, found myself in the big leagues rather quickly after that. But I thought it was really interesting with a guy like Trey Turner that would be looking to eliminate what he's done his whole big league career. Now, yes, I talk about it all the time on this show. You have to make adjustments. And now that could mean toning the leg kick down a little bit or starting it earlier or not having it go so high or adjusting it a little bit. But to try to eliminate it or tone it down so much that you're you're making a guy like Trey Turner not perform at his best and not have the confidence that he has always had, I think is is a crazy mistake that too many hitting coaches have made. And I think that overall in the big leagues now, we, we got so into biomechanics and a swings and all this stuff. Like there's a time and place for all that stuff, but you let certain players do what they do. And if Trey Turner is going to be back doing what he always does and, and putting up the numbers that he always have in the big leagues, because he just like decided to do his leg kick again. It's, it's mind blowing to me that we even got to this point. Hitting coaches need to know when to step back. And I think that's one of the hardest things for them to do is just take a step back and just say, hey, do your thing. You want to feel like you're imparting wisdom on every single player. I've been around the Twins now, you know, covering the games. And uh, David Popkins uh, is their hitting coach. He came over from the Dodgers organization. Very wise, very knowledgeable. And we've had we've talked about this. Like there are times we just got to say, hey, man, just do your thing. You'll be okay. If you struggle for a week, you don't always have to make a major adjustment. Sometimes it's just baseball. You're going to get out. So I think, you know, especially now when there's like two or three hitting coaches per team, there's always, and and talk to big leaders about this. There's always somebody that wants to put their hands on you and say, see, I did that. And Kevin Long's been around long enough to know like, there are times where you just let dudes play, let their natural ability take over. I think this is one of them. If this is the turning point for Trey Turner, that means it's going to be the turning point for the Phillies as well. Because if he starts going, I think they're going to take off. Um, and if it's because of the dang leg kick, it just strikes a chord with me because it happened to me. If it's because of the dang leg kick, I'd be pissed at Kevin Long. And I'd be like, what are you doing, bro? Leave the $300 million player alone. He's fine as he is. Shout out Trey Turner. I hope you keep doing the leg kick and I hope you start to go off because you are my 1A or 1B favorite player in the big leagues. So that's my no name award to leg kick. <laughs> and why not, man? Why not make it a why not make it a wild year for Trey? Remember, he was the story before the baseball season, like as hot of a hitter could be during the World Baseball Classic. Goes to Philly, tough stretch. Um I'm I'm not going to bet against him in the second half uh, with his track record. And I, I love the little back and forth there with him and Kevin Long. Because, um, you know, I sometimes we don't know how much our hitting coaches are involved or not, and the answer is somewhere in the middle, right? You know, it's it maybe give give a hint or give a clue or suggest something, but if you're the player, you got to be comfortable with it. Because guess what? If in the back of your head you're thinking about how much you hate having the bat rest on your shoulder and you're standing at the plate and the hitting coach is like, you got to be more chill. Start with the bat on your shoulder. But if you're standing up there staring at the pitch with the bat on your shoulder and you're saying, I fucking hate this, you're not yes. going to hit. So, yeah, I agree. So some of this is on Trey for, you know, trying to change himself after all the success you've had in the freaking big leagues. Here's the quote. He goes, well, and they were just going back and forth. This is all tongue in cheek, but, you know, a lot of truth is said in jest, right? 
when you want to leg kick all year and your hitting coach won't help you leg kick, it's hard to hit the ball hard. Then you get the leg kick right. We stayed late yesterday and hit a little bit trying to find that leg kick. It's something I've done my whole career. Two strikes, you can kind of shorten up and whatnot, but leg kick, I feel like it's always helped me hit the ball a little bit harder. So what are we doing? Have a leg kick. Kick that leg, baby. Shout out Justin Turner for making leg kicks like legit. Yeah. It's been a good leg kick generation. It's been a good leg kick generation because I think every hitting coach did fight that and you had to be a certain level of good to have it. Hit the ball hard on the ground at second pace. Get that (laughs) foot down early. God. (laughs) Hey, you ruined my early career, bro. Just FYI. Shout out. Great award, Trevor. Uh, I'm going to give out the Happy Holidays Award. Um, I uh, this is this is probably a decade ago now. Uh, we had a a buddy we used to hang out with. He was a friend of a friend, but whenever I hung out with him, loved him. Awesome dude. Still still see him here and there in a wedding. Not this last wedding, but here and there. Great guy, Doug. Uh, Doug has a twin, twin sister. Uh, and she's kind of, she's cute. She, she was like past the vibe check, but you know, that's one of those things like your friends, friend's sibling, you gotta be real careful around that. So like we, I, I asked, I was like, Hey, kind of like, kind of like go on a date with her. And he was like, yeah, you can. Yeah, man, absolutely. So we went on a date. Um, I don't know there. We, we enjoyed each other, but we kind of went our separate ways. Um, but you know, I was daydreaming. I was like, man, and like this Doug, Doug's an awesome dude. Whenever I see him, I'm like, I love this guy. And man, for that, for the couple dates I went on with his sister, I was like, you know what? Like, this would be kind of sick. Like, if things work out, like, the holidays are going to be awesome. Like, fucking me and Doug, fucking every holiday, just having a blast, ripping it up. Um, didn't work out. What are you saying right now? I just... I married, married Jess, very happy, um, very in love. Um, but you know, someday I'm going to have kids, hopefully like my friend Jimmy just did. Uh, he just had a baby girl, Claire. And I hope, um, when I have my daughter, the right person dates them. And when they come around, when they come around for the holidays, I, you know, I hope I'm having happy holidays and I hope I enjoy the person that my daughter's dating. And, uh, Matt Olson there's something so beautifully baseball about him of a first ba- a, a lefty hitting first baseman with pop. He's got the nice hair, kind smile. Um, Matt Olson, <laughs> he's got the money now too. That, that helps. <laughs> um, Matt Olson had a monster series against the Reds. He hit. You know, I call them accidental homers. He hits a home run to the opposite field that it looks like he just mishit, and it gets out at the Great American Ballpark, (laughs) Great American first baseman. Matt Olson is leading your National League in home runs and RBI. Uh, Matt Olson, uh, also extra base hit day, as I did Luis Robert. Uh, Last year, if you remember, he had a ton of doubles. I think he finished with 78 extra base hits, a ton of doubles. Trev, just going through the stat page, uh, full seasons, I'll, I'll leave out 2020 for now, uh, 2019, 36 home runs in 127 games. Uh, 2021, 39 home runs. 
2022, 34 home runs. 77 games in, he now has 25 homers. Leading the National League. Matt Olson has always been allowed to date my daughter. Um, and if he was, I'd be having happy holidays that he's around. Because uh, that dude, man, he's, uh, he's peaking. And Trev, he just crossed another threshold. 201 homers. So he joins the 200 homers club. And guess what? <laughs> Three's coming. A four? I don't, know, I don't know about five, but hey, Matt Olson killing it for the Braves. He's a stud. I mean, their team is so good, and uh, for them to go and make that trade before, though, I guess that was yeah, Freddie Freeman couldn't figure out a deal with him. They said, you know what? Well, we got a guy. We got a guy. We think we can get, and he stepped in and to fill Freddie freaking Freeman's shoes. That is a big ask. A massive ask. He just hit. Two, he just got his two thousandth hit. He's talking about three thousand. He's gonna get it. Freddie Freeman's one of the best pure hitters we've seen in a long time. And for Matt Olson to be able to be able to step in, and I mean they didn't skip a beat at the first base position. He can play defense too. He is good looking. Yeah, no doubt about that. You do want him to date your daughter, but I think she's gonna be a little too young for him. Maybe second, and he's maybe married. So maybe second marriage. The timeline is not looking great, but maybe his Matt, son, Matt Olson, your, Matt Olson Jr. dates your your daughter, Jackie okay. Storielli. Daughter, yeah, Jackie Storielli. Um, famously, I took batting practice with Matt Olson, and I told him I think there's a little bit more power power in his swing. Yeah, and he looked at me like, "Shut up!" <laughs> like, do you, do you see me launching these balls, yeah. bro? Don't need any more power. Just FYI. So, yeah, no, I love – he's a great person too. Hot boy. Good award, Jake. I hope his son dates your daughter. Get to tie in James nice a little bit who we'll, we'll see. I don't think James is in on the midweek. We'll, we'll talk about that. Um, excited to talk some baseball. This week might be a little funky. I think my Friday because of NASCAR is a little funky. Ooh. So we're uh, – We'll uh, we'll figure it I'll out. I'll do it by myself. There will be some talking. About, where's Long Gloria? All I do is work. How long was this episode? Three hours. This is a three-hour app. So for everyone that tuned in this long, thank you so much. Make sure you're subscribed and all of that stuff. You guys are the best. Oh, just do it from the top again. Why not? <laughs> I would. Just I'll run go it back right now. I think Freddie's 2005 just got mentioned at the end, and that's the beauty of it. People. We hit it. You know. Holy smokes. I haven't eaten yet today. I had a banana during the show. That's all I've had so far. Cassie. Find out what's going on in my house right now. Yeah. Much dudes running around? No, just little kids. It's like, dude, you you think you're the man of the house? That doesn't mean anything. You know what the man of the house does? Fix this stuff. Takes the trash out.